Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. John and Ken Show. John Cobell. Ken Shampoo. Can't buy. AM 640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. A quick reminder that the Moist Line, it comes back in three days, and uh, you can uh, leave a message by using the talkback feature on the iHeartRadio app. Just go to KFI on the iHeartRadio app. John and Ken, you'll see a little microphone icon there, and you just press it, and you can leave us a message that we will play on the Moist Line. Well, maybe. Or you can just leave an old-fashioned voicemail at 1-877-MOIST-86, 1-877-664-7886. A few weeks ago, there was a terrible story in uh, Sacramento where an illegal alien uh, in a church killed his three daughters, uh, a chaperone to the kids, and then himself. He had actually been living in the church. That's why it happened there. And I guess they were brought there by the chaperone to get the visitation with their father. And he chose that moment and that place to kill them. And, and the chaperone, too. You know, this This has uh, inspired Kevin Kiley, who's a Republican uh, assemblyman up in Northern California, to sponsor an assembly bill to try again to repeal the sanctuary state law in California. This was something that was written by Kevin DeLeon. No, oh, the man running for mayor. The, uh, the idiot who doesn't even know the Pledge of Allegiance. Uh, yeah, and he's running for mayor. He'll be in the debate tonight. Yeah, he's on the city council now. It prohibits local police departments and sheriff's deputies from assisting ICE and enforcing immigration laws. Right. And he did that with a wildly false and misleading uh, speech and plea to the other uh, assembly and state senators. Uh, let's get uh, Kevin Kiley on here. Kevin, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you guys? Well, all right. Uh, I guess, I mean, I guess this... Uh, you know, murder here ended up with five people dead. Really, really upset you. Well, of course. I mean, it's just an unfathomable tragedy that uh, that struck our community here. And as it turns out, it was an avoidable one. Uh, this deranged man who committed uh, this this crime, uh, you know, not only was he in the country illegally, uh, but he'd been arrested the previous week for assaulting a police officer. We had him. In custody, ICE even asked about his release, 
Uh, and the sheriff's office said, sorry, we cannot tell you uh, because of the sanctuary state law. So you could not uh, imagine a more stark illustration of just how perverse uh, this law is. Yeah, because if ICE had gotten hold of him, they might have put him in the deportation proceedings and he might not have been in that church to kill his daughters. Well, that's exactly right. And we've seen many examples of this since the sanctuary state law went into effect. Uh, but I, I haven't seen anything that really just hits this close to home. And, and does this move any of the uh, legislators who's voted for this sanctuary bill? Do, do, they, do they connect it with this quadruple murder? Well, I mean, there's there's no way to deny it. I mean, as you just said, uh, the facts are as they are. But are they upset by it? Are they upset by it? Do they say, all right, all right, this has gone too far here? I haven't seen anyone say that publicly, but, you know, I'm going to force the the issue because uh, we're going to get testimony from law enforcement. We're going to get testimony uh, from those who have been impacted by by crimes of the past. And, you know, I'm going to appeal to their conscience because the thing is, this was always the bipartisan consensus throughout every presidential administration is that immigration enforcement focuses first on those who have committed crimes. And so the sanctuary state law completely upended that as just a political stunt with, you know, uh, De Leon and the leaders of the legislature, Jerry Brown at the time, declaring California to be the home of the resistance uh, after Donald Trump's election. Right. Because De Leon falsely claimed that uh, it was going to be maids, laborers, babysitters and landscapers who are going to get swept up in these ice raids. That's right. You know, it's funny you brought up De Leon, because now that it got me thinking, uh, when this law initially passed, it was my first year in the legislature, and I grilled him on it in the Judiciary Committee, and he brought you guys up. Uh, he kind of, like, lost it as I was asking him questions, and he's like, are you just trying to get a soundbite for John and Ken and for Fox News? I'm like, no, I'm opposing one of the worst laws that I've ever seen, and that at the time, you know, it was very clear, it was very predictable was going to have the very tragic consequences that have now become a reality. Yeah, that, that's what's frightening about these people. All they think about is, oh, you're going to get a soundbite on John and Ken. Not that, you know, uh, this guy is going to kill his three daughters when ICE should have uh, deported them. That's, that's, that's what's really sick about that. Yeah, tell people, I mean, what kinds of crimes... Because when they were debating this bill five years ago, they were always trying to tell the public, don't worry, uh, serious, very violent offenders won't be included in these type of sanctuary protections. But there were a lot of exceptions, right. weren't there? Yes. There were, well, here's the thing. So first, you, the point you make is absolutely correct. that They sold this as somehow like some sort of broad uh, protection for immigrants in general. They call it the California Values Act, when in fact, uh, the law is specifically designed not to uh, you know, help immigrants in general or even undocumented immigrants in general. It only carves out a special protection for criminal illegal immigrants, those who are both here illegally and have committed crimes. But what's more, uh, the law does, as you say, have a few exceptions. They say, OK, maybe for like the most serious offenses, we'll still allow there to be some communication between law enforcement uh, and ICE. But that still, uh, you know, includes within the scope of the law. Uh, many, many, many other types of offenses that are quite serious, including the type that we saw in this particular case where this guy assaulted a police officer. He was in custody. We had him. And yet because of the law, there could not be communication with ICE. I mean, basically, De Leon and the rest of them that voted for this, their philosophy is, look, they're in the country illegally. But if they are sentenced for crimes committed and apparently doesn't matter how serious they're still in the country, and when they get out, we should not be turning them over to ICE because they've done their time and they should be able to return to their communities. That, that always seems to be the way I've interpreted this. 
Well, even if that is their belief, you know, even they themselves have recognized in carving out these exceptions that, well, no, that that principle does not uh, hold. If someone is here illegally and while they're in our country illegally, they commit a ghastly crime for even for even they for a handful of offenses, say, okay, we should deport them at that point. And so all I'm saying is that that principle ought to apply to uh, to not just a few crimes, but to uh, all the other types of offenses that people are committing. And what are some of those offenses? Like it mentions here in the article, what, the kidnappers, hostage takers, uh, the people with DWIs or the stories like that? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And this is like the State Sheriff's Association pointed this out. Uh, the, the, those things and many others, uh, when they testified against this bill, I, when I was there in the Judiciary Committee when Delahill presented it, uh, saying, OK, uh, you've recognized that it's not a good idea to just uh, you know, allow these people to go back into their communities and not be able to communicate with immigration authorities for like murderers and for uh, very serious, you know, sex offenders and that sort of thing. But there's a whole host of other very serious crimes that are still within the scope of the law. Uh, so I, you know, this shouldn't even be a controversial proposition. We yeah. always used to agree that if you're in the country illegally and you commit a crime, you are first on the list for deportation. Uh, and the sanctuary state law was the one thing that I did. Yeah, that. no, it's amazing. Yeah, I, you have to explain this and defend it. Hey, uh, uh, on, on another issue, um, why did you decide not to run for governor this year against uh, Newsom? Yeah, it was a tough call. I mean, I've been, you know, fighting at the state level for the last five years, trying to get California turned around. I think we do have some momentum. I think that, you know, this is going to be a good year across the board. Uh, what made me decide to run for Congress, which I'm, I'm doing now, is, you know, I am seeing it's like deja vu when you look at, at D.C. these days. It's like all of the mistakes that California has made that have led us down this disastrous path are being, uh, you know, repeated at the federal level. And so I think that having kind of been fighting those battles here in California, uh, I want to sort of take that uh, case to D.C. to say this is not the road we want to continue to travel down. I mean, Gavin Newsom says we're a model for the nation. I think that we need to make the case that California is a warning for the nation. The Republicans don't seem to have a single known candidate that's going to be running this year against Newsom. Right. There isn't anyone who has a high level of a name recognition. That's true. But uh, the party is going through its endorsement process right now. And so hopefully we'll get someone who can carry the flag and give but, him a run for his money. And I think we do have some good state. What's candidates. going on? The thing is that, that that's a huge letdown for millions of people who want uh, at least a contest against Newsom, who wants an airing out of all the idiotic things going on in this state. And it doesn't seem like he's got a real opponent. I mean, there's there's nobody in the party who wants to take uh, take on the battle. There are a handful of people who have filed. And so I'd, you know, uh, I, I'm not endorsing anyone at this point. I but, never heard uh, of them, though. Okay, yeah, well, you know, uh, I don't think that it means you ought to count them out. And the thing about Gavin Newsom is he's his own worst enemy. So, if, you know, sometimes maybe that's, uh, that'll make it a kind of a, a cleaner uh, vote for a lot of people uh, if it's not necessarily someone who's a known commodity but can present some common sense uh, ideas and just kind of litigate the case against Newsom, then uh, then maybe we'll have a shot. But I think this is going to be a good year for Republicans. Uh, I think that people, I mean, if you look at what's going on in San Francisco right now, where they threw out their school board members, they're about to throw out their DA. You guys are about to get rid of your DA potentially. Right. Uh, well, with that's what I'm saying. If there was, if there was a, a you know a, a, a strong candidate now with a little bit of charisma, a public speaking ability to frame the arguments, you could pull it off this year. It's a good year, and I'm just shocked that yeah. there's. Nobody. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, we'll see who, who comes out of the primary. I do think that we will at least get a Republican advance into the top two. And so Newsom is not going to get a free ride by any stretch of the imagination. All right. I, I see, Kevin, you're running in a newly carved district, huh? 
Yeah, it's the third congressional district. It's uh, actually in a, formed out of five pre-existing uh, districts. It's the only open seat in California this year in a Republican-leaning district. So, uh, you know, it's a, it's a really important race. Uh, for regaining the majority in Congress and for, you know, making sure that we have a majority that's going to do something, that we have people in office uh, who will fight. So if anyone wants to help out, if you care about the sanctuary state issue, for example, uh, my website's electkevinkiley, uh, K-I-L-E-Y.com, electkevinkiley.com. All right. Thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. Yeah, always a pleasure. Thanks, guys. All right. Young guy, a bright guy, Kevin Kiley, an assembly member, but as you just heard, he would like to win the... uh, Race for California's third congressional district. It's one of these newly carved out districts as they did the whole census thing and did some redistricting. Uh, we got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI. John and Ken Show. John Cobell, Ken Champeau, KFI. AM 640 Live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. You got it. Oh, a great story coming up in a moment about what some are doing about high gas prices. Uh, one of the things that happened today... There was a lot worth commenting on, but the Senate hearing for this Supreme Court nominee of Biden's, uh, Katanji Brown-Jackson, that was uh, somewhat unique and interesting, is uh, Lindsey Graham stormed out. They did. He turned in his chair and walked out in the Senate Judiciary Committee uh, hearings. What was this hissy fit about? I didn't see that. Guantanamo Bay, and you may say, huh, well... He was kind of making a good point. You may not know this, but Katanji Brown was a federal public defender. That was one of her positions before she got into this judge thing. And he said that, you know, some of the people you defended who got released, I don't know if he was specific, but this is the military prison in Cuba, Guantanamo. They actually returned to the battlefield to kill Americans. And some even ended up in high-ranking Taliban positions. I think we talked about this years ago. Yeah, yeah some did. Going on. That's all true. And he had a real problem with this, but he couldn't get anywhere. And then Dick Durbin, the chairman, kept uh, stopping him. And so he just got up and walked out. Oh, so nobody would let him finish a sentence? or His line of questioning, I guess, kept getting cut off or something like that. Of course. And, yeah, well, there you go. Um, <laughs> that, that is that is a weird thing to want to do. You know, though, when I was reading a, uh, an article about that the other day, not, not about this exchange today, but that was going to be a line of criticism. And the people in Guantanamo Bay, the terrorists, um, they're enemy combatants. Yeah. So they're not entitled under the Constitution to a defense lawyer. That's right. That's true of every criminal. And even Lindsey Graham apparently said today, I don't care if they die before they ever get a trial. No. Who cares? No, and that's why they've all been in prison there for 20 years, and most of them haven't been Including uh, KSM, right? Khalid Sheikh Mohammed, right. the mastermind of 9-11. Basically, where, the- where he is, he's supposed to be tried in New York eventually. Yeah, they gave up on that. They did give up because on that. So was- he's in Guantanamo? I guess he is, huh? I, I think so. Yeah. I mean, I kind of lost track of that whole story, but uh, yeah, there, there. I got to look that up. See how many guys are still there, and they're basically prisoners of war, but they're considered you know, enemy combatants, enemy captured combatants, in wartime, right. and right. Uh, they're never. They may never get out. Some of them. <laughs> I mean, we've had a series of Democratic presidents, and none of them have volunteered to let these guys go. Occasionally, uh, one is. And and they usually end up being bad news, and they get back into the fight, and they uh, kill one of our guys. I loved all the headlines, though, leading into these hearings for the Supreme Court nominee, especially in the El Segundo Times and the New York Times. We have to be prepared for the racist and sexist attacks that we made against this nominee, like really acting all up right. in arms. And we must protect her from this terrible onslaught of these crazy conservative Republican oh, nuts. God. And 
That's so exhausting. I can't. I can't even read or listen. Yeah, to that. it's it's really not worth it. That crap. So we're anymore. not spending any time on this. No, and... it, it's going to be the same vote as the last guy. So yeah. what does it matter? Doesn't change. Biden's anything. president. Yeah, that's that's Dems the brakes. That's kind of how it goes, right? Yeah. He's going to get the pick who he wants. It doesn't. It doesn't change anything because she's going to vote exactly the same as uh, the guy the she's other, replacing. Right. So that's right. Who yeah. cares? Right. So. She'll be with that far left faction on the court. Right. All right. Here's the gas price story. You don't know by now. Gas prices in L.A. County hit six bucks. Go ahead. Celebrate. It's exciting. In Florida, four men use a little technology. Now, I'm not recommending this. I'm just telling this story. They used something called a pulsator. They installed them on the pumps. And apparently what these devices can do is lower the price. So, hey, I'm recommending this. Uh, <laughs> I'll recommend it. Yeah, we need, we need more. You know what? We need more resistance. They pulled up with those big fuel hauling trucks to the pumps. They installed these devices, which were able to lower the prices down, in some cases, to just pennies. They pretty much filled up for free and took off, although eventually authorities got onto this and a couple of them were busted last week. They were topping an oversized gas tank in Lakeland, Florida. And I guess from a That's tip pretty cool. or some other way of tracking them, they found out I know what they were doing. <laughs> another guy was Good. stealing diesel fuel from another station. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm all they, in favor. Of, of using the yeah, device. Uh, to yeah, you out. know what? If, if Newsom doesn't want to uh, suspend the uh, gas tax, then yeah, anything goes as far as I'm concerned. They're real worried about this now because, I mean, the story last week was that guys were pulling up over the tanks and they were kind of well, hiding what they were doing. They were lifting the tank up and sucking the gas out. But these guys are actually got a device that uh, that changes the price. This is abusive and unnecessary. We could be pumping a, a poop load of more oil, right? A poop load. And, and, we, could pump, and we, could, we can get rid of the taxes because there's a huge surplus. So there's no right. reason for this. The gas prices are way, way, way overboard, unlike any other state in the union, not even close. So the heck with it, all right? They've declared war on us. Maybe we, uh, we need a resistance. It's time to fight back, huh? It is. We're going to be like the Ukrainians? I'm, I'm so inspired the by the companies of Russia? You know, see, when you decide you're not going to put up with something anymore, look what can happen. I mean, th th their military is like one-tenth the size of Russia. And by every single category, Russia has a far superior advantage. But as as much damage as they've done, they have been able to take over the country. And they thought they were going to do it in three days. And there's no quit in the fight. I saw, I think I mentioned a poll the other day, 93% of Ukrainians want to keep fighting. And I keep thinking, man, if we had that spirit here, you, you we wouldn't have all, you, we wouldn't have like, tens of thousands of people living in the streets we wouldn't have garbage piled up everywhere we wouldn't have criminals running around smash and grab thieves burglaries shoplifting all this crap we wouldn't have six dollar gas you know people just uh, got the spirit of the ukrainians and said no this isn't going to happen anymore not putting up with it i was so almost let's, ready let's, to say well if we were invaded maybe but i saw that poll a few weeks ago that uh, half the democrats would uh, would yeah, uh, leave i know makes me well, well you too though maybe, huh? you oh, said you would leave well i'm rethinking that is that right? Yeah. Nah, There's a the, lot about you that's changing they, thanks the, to the Ukrainians. The Ukrainians have had a great effect on you. You're me. building a bunker. You're I'm ready building, to fight. That's right. Well, that's, see, that's that's the last thing. I'm trying, I'm still wrestling with the bunker. I got a few things I got to do. But um, <laughs> it keeps you busy. No, it does. I spend a lot of time at night reading about all this now. Or on the shower bench. It's uh, 
<laughs> Actually, the, the whole industry is fascinating. Oh, I'll bet it is. It is. I, I, all right, we got more coming up. I'm, I'm going to be one of these guys. John and Ken, KFI. John and Ken Show. John Cobelt, Ken Shampoo, KFI. AM640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Ooh, Hillary Reports. Clinton has uh, COVID. Yeah, I did see that. Hillary Clinton apparently has tested positive for COVID, and I guess that the Biden spokeshole, Jen Psaki, has tested positive again. She just had it in November. She had COVID previously. Get it twice in five months? Jeez. A report tonight that it is possible that the Russians are already using something that is not strictly considered a chemical weapon, but indeed can be quite... A powerful weapon, white frost phosphorus. White phosphorus. That sounds like a chemical weapon. It it says strictly not considered a chemical weapon on the list, but it burns fiercely and could cause horrendous injuries. Well, that's that's a chemical weapon then. There are people in a Ukrainian town who are telling reporters that they have seen the Russians use this. It's a place called uh Kramastork. Kramertorsk in Ukraine. They said that they're they are using white phosphorus munitions on troops and people there. Well, phosphorus is a poisonous, combustible non-metal which exists in uh, two forms: white phosphorus, which is a yellowish, waxy solid which ignites spontaneously in the air and glows in the dark, and then there's red phosphorus. So it is it is a chemical weapon. Well, what what are, what are they actually debating over here? Uh, the story it, I'm reading just says strictly not considered. Strictly? It, burns, strictly? it burns fiercely, can ignite cloth, fuel, ammunition, and other combustibles. Yeah. It's an efficient smoke-producing agent, and uh, so uh, it, it produces an immediate blanket of phosphorus peroxide vapor. Okay, so if that's not a chemical, then what is it? What's it? Yeah. The, the ice cream? I Considered I, an incendiary weapon. Yeah, nonsense. Apparently, you know, uh, CNN was told by a Russian official today... We might have to resort to some type of nuclear weapon if we feel an existential threat to Russia. Whatever the hell that means. Okay, so we're just going to sit and watch it happen, huh? I guess so. I said this day one. We're going to be a lot of talk, a lot of gas, but ultimately we don't care about the Ukrainians. We'll sacrifice every one of them before we do anything. Right. That's exactly what's happening. But it's a lot of tough. And I guess this is what I, I just it fries me. A lot of tough talk. A lot of, oh, we've got sanctions. You notice, you notice he's been in sanctions for a month. Hasn't stopped him at all. They work on the Russian people. Making, they're making the Russian people's lives miserable. But hasn't stopped him. Yeah. So, you watch. Watch, watch, the, watch the Ukrainian death toll while we all sit and feel all smug and virtue signal. Well, here's another story that has elevated the people that like to be tattletale weenies to a new level. New York City has a clean air program that allows people to report idling commercial vehicles in exchange for a cut of the money, the fines. All you have to do is stand there and tape the offending truck for three minutes, send in your proof, and you get a share of the fine. Starts by talking about an 81-year-old man, Paul Slapacass. Yeah, 81. 81. Man with nothing to do. He stands in front of a truck, a camera dangling around his neck, a map sticking out of his jacket pocket. 
He looks like he's in deep conversation on an old flip phone. But what he's doing is he's recording three minutes and 10 seconds of the offending truck. A lifelong New Yorker who lives a few miles away in Queens snapped the phone shut, tapped the screen of his watch, walked away. He probably earned just then $87.50. What an irritating busybody. If the truck gets a fine of 350 bucks. They, they were doing that here. Garcetti, Garcetti was leading uh, the snitch brigade, remember? Were they paying people? I No, but See, he, was, he was creating... You to get a cut of the fine, but you oh, have to thanks. do a lot of follow-up to get your money. I, I hope the guy ends up in hell. Uh, I don't believe in hell, but I wish for hell. And a guy like him, 81 years, this is what he's doing. Why doesn't he go uh, read to children? You can collect 25% of sure. any fine. He you believes know, in clean air. The, the, guy, the guys who are delivering trucks, um, they're trying to do a job. They're delivering all the goods that we need to live on. And, you know, just because New York City is so effed up with their traffic and there's no uh, convenient parking. Right. You, you're going to go get in the way to make $87? Good Lord. That is an example. Oh, people living too some long. Some people in this story have made hundreds of thousands doing this. Yeah, they do it all year long. Yeah, I know. Like we Slap, need... Slap a cast says he pulled in 64 grand in rewards in 2021. We should, uh, we should simply send... paying attention on his daily walks for exercise. We should send him to Ukraine. Uh, should go to go some, uh, do some good for the oh, refugees. Oh, here's a good one. There's 20 or so that collectively submit 85% of the complaints. So yeah. it is a small group I, that are really committed to this. Yeah. I mean, just atrocious people. Just, he paid almost a million dollars in bounties last year alone. Yeah, a million dollars of tax money. On top of that, they're sucking out tax money. It's working. Apparently, they only got a handful of complaints. But then when they added this to the program, they're now getting thousands, 12,000 complaints last year. Uh, that's the, the, but the, it's the uh, only way you, you, those, those truckers are on a time schedule. They're unloading. They're not going into a massage parlor to get a sex act. They're, they're, they're trying to do their jobs and unload stuff. Like it isn't tough enough. These the truck or that too hard to restart or. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe they did hop off for a minute and there's some hassle inside the office. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, I noticed the. The package delivery guys on my street, a lot of them don't turn off the truck, but they're only there for like 30 seconds. They just pull in front of your house. I, I think having out. private citizens snitch on each other, that, that, that that's right I out know, of... you find that the worst. East that's Germany, why I this story for you. East Germany, Soviet Union, Communist China. It's just, in the last few years, we are picking up all that stuff that I remember reading about when I was a kid. When you were, I was learning about these, these dictators, these communists, these oppressive societies... And, and it's all the same thing. They turn people against one another. It's here, this 80-year-old poop who ran out of things to do in his life. He's got nothing productive to do. He's lived too long. Probably should have. He made 74 grand doing this last He should have taken the exit bag when he was 78. <laughs> oh, and by the way, you can get even more money if they are repeat offenders, but you have to do the homework yourself to find that out. Good. So they have to do some real records digging to yeah. see if the trucks have been cited before, but then the fine's bigger. He, you see, he, he ought to get he ought to get a bed in the nursing home next to Biden. <laughs> Hate those. A people. bed with an exit bag. Yeah, here's a bed. Here's an exit bag. All right, we have got a party. coming up. John and Ken. John and Ken show. John Cobell, Ken Shampoo, KFI, AM640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. You need a lozenge. Yeah, I do need a lozenge. Your voice is getting hoarser. 
I was like that last week. I'm still kind of like that. It's it's uh, an odd thing. It's the only symptom I have. Is that right? Yeah, all I got is a hoarse voice. Nothing else. You have the new variant. I've yeah, read probably. that that's all it causes is a hoarse voice. <laughs> the new COVID variant. Yeah, well, it's pretty deadly then. You, But it's Deborah running there and stick a thing up his nose there to... Hey, hey, hey. Oh, I know. I th- you might have COVID. <laughs> That'd be wild. I've had this for five days. That's COVID. Yeah. yeah. A hoarse uh, voice. Coming up after five o'clock... Crime. A couple of really wild crime stories to get to. And then, looks like John's elitist West Side neighbors, well, they're not building a bunker to save themselves from Putin's nukes, but they're building something else that has to do with crime in big numbers. We'll get to all of that right after the news at 5 o'clock. Well, we were just talking about a program in New York City that allows people to, uh, well, to rat on trucks that are idling too long and contributing to the carbon in the atmosphere. Which brings us to this story. It's a Bloomberg special. Uh, While some nations have tried to find a way to cope with cutting off the oil imports from Russia, here in California, we're going to do nothing but suffer with high gas prices. A country like China has decided they need to be even less reliant on energy imports from other nations apparently they don't even import much but they are going to go with a massive increase in coal mining the national development and reform commission the nation's top economic planner told officials from major mining regions at a meeting last week that they want to boost domestic production capacity of coal by about 300 million tons they plan to also build a 620-mile-ton, million-ton stockpile of the fuel split between the government, the miners, and the users. Can you can you calculate that? 620 million tons? That's 620 million times 2,000? This would cut the country's already scant dependence on foreign imports after global prices hit record levels in the wake of Russia's invasion of Ukraine. It highlights concerns that China's reliance on fossil fuels remains as entrenched as ever. So we're so worried in this state, for instance, about a couple of oil drilling in Kern County. And, you know, when you're talking about the planet, that's all that matters here. If you really believe in climate change is the planet. China's going to go nuts with coal. The other day, there was a story that they were they have on the books plans to build 3000 coal-fired electric generators, electricity generation plants, 3,000 of them. But in order to feed the coal into these 3,000 generator plants, you have to mine the coal. So that's what this story is about, is, is they're going to produce hundreds of millions of tons of coal. Yeah, And so they have this huge supply to feed into the 3,000 coal-fired generation plants. but And this, by the way, dwarfs uh, like a million times over what we're trying to save in this state with it our does, stupid yes. global this warming. This really puts it in perspective that this so, is actually silly. You're paying, what, what this country and this state is trying to do. You're paying $6 gas for nothing. It's going to have no effect on the climate. $6 gas for nothing. And you're paying... 60% 60% higher electricity rates 
compared to the rest of the nation for nothing. Nothing. This is a complete scam by our government. The The temperatures are only going to go up if their greenhouse gas nightmare is true because there's no way you can compete with China. I mean, I, I, I can't even tell you what this number is in terms of actual pounds of coal. What silly California is trying to do with its climate change policy is about as effective as Eric Garcetti holding his breath to take a photo so he doesn't have to wear his mask. That's really about as effective. It's childlike what California is trying to do. It matters none, except it's hurting the people who have to pay all the high prices. Coal, as you said, gas, electricity, we're way ahead of the rest of the country because we're trying to set the tone on how to deal with climate change and become carbon neutral, it has no impact. And China doesn't give an F what we do. No, so I just multiplied 300 million tons or 620 million ton stockpile. 620 million ton stockpile of coal. You So multiply that by 2,000, right? Because each ton is 2,000 pounds. Right. They're going to build a stockpile of 1 trillion 240 billion pounds of coal and they're going to burn every single pound of that in their 3,000 new coal-fired electoral, electrical generation plants. And the only quote commitment they made, and it's not really a commitment I think it was the Paris Accords beginning in the year 2030 will start to slowly decrease our emissions. It's, and it's still eight years away. Anyway. And it's a lie anyway. They have, probably a lie. They have lied after every one of these global climate accords. Nothing has ever been done at those global climate conferences. And everybody involved knows it, which is why John Kerry takes a private plane there and back. This is a solution. Uh, there's no solution to this issue. It's impossible. You can't stop Putin from firing nukes at Ukraine. You can't stop China from literally burning a trillion pounds of coal. A trillion pounds of coal. Think about that. And you're running around going, and you know, I, I'm glad that gas is $6 a gallon because we really got to do something about global warming. Yeah, okay. All right, coming up next. Go get an exit bag. Stories on crime and what some West Side LA people are doing to get ready for a possible crime in their own home. Coming up. John and Ken show. Deborah Mark has the news. KFI AM 640. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information hey guys back at the playground again huh yep you know what this playground could use a wine country heck yeah 
and some waves so we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> I love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.